Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome back to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. My name is Dean, and thanks for listening in this month. I hope that you're having a wonderful start to your new 2020 year. And I want to dive right into today's topic. And we are talking about scroll stopping strategies and, and the power of social media and the church, of which Dean Hawk knows very little about. Thus, my guest, Lindsay Buena, is one of our staff members here. She's part of our creative and production team. And she does a phenomenal job with social media. And so I'm just here to interview her and to allow her to help coach you guys. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Okay, let's let's just dive in. Um, tell me why why does a church need a social media presence and, and what would you say it does for us and it could do for them? I think the importance of social media is you're able to connect people who may never set foot in your church and show them who you are and the DNA of your church. It's kind of like a website when someone's coming to your church or wanting to check out your church, they're going to look at your website and see your core values and what you stand for. And by looking at social media, you can see events that happen and uh, just the people that are involved in your church and things like that. Sermons, we constantly have like sermon clips and uh, notes from Sunday that people can see the content and whether you're a Bible-based church or whatever you specifically tend to have. So in, in essence, Jesus called us to be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Is social media become our, our, our bait and hook and fishing pole to get out there. Yeah. And I think you can even reach someone who may never even set foot in a church, but because they're within maybe a couple miles of where our church is based, you can reach them because of the demographic and things that you post. Okay. So let's even just dive there because that's, that's been an intriguing piece to me and learning. Um, I want to, Pastor Joe, Mike, Harry wants to target a three to five mile circle around their location you're telling me we can do that on social media absolutely yeah you can select who you want to see your posts if you're looking to attract more families to your church you can select um, 18 to 35 year olds or 45 to 50 year olds whatever the category is that you're looking to attract you can select that when you post something and um, especially with events. Events are a really great way to draw people in okay. and uh, attract people within your community. All right, so, so give, me the, give me the ultimate goal of social media as to the why. Um, what's your hope? What's your goal as far as getting into the culture? Um, where, do you, where do you look at that? Uh, my goal essentially is to reach people within our community and beyond. And... I think a lot of times on a Sunday, you'll, you'll say something and jot it down in notes and be like, oh, that was really good. But then you don't think about it the rest of the week. And so my goal in social media is to be something that you see either on your lunch break or first thing when you wake up in the morning and remind you of that really good okay. chunk that came out of that sermon and just to kind of encourage your faith throughout the week. So then essentially we could say this, we're using social media to to connect with with our church family 
and use it as a teaching tool, as a reminder, or I know this has happened a lot of times, is someone has missed a Sunday, and they'll see a quote, they'll see a video clip, or they'll see our live stream mm -hmm. from, from Facebook, and they will, they'll end up watching it, and they had no intention of, yeah. of doing that. Absolutely. And then secondly, it would be connecting with our community connecting with people beyond. And now, am I correct that I can also, I say I, we can also target those that like, like our Facebook page, those that, um, and we can target them and their friends with mm -hmm. like a, a media post. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about, about how do I, versus it just being happen circumstance, how do we get in someone's news feed? So typically you want to boost a post. So if let's say we're going to have an Easter egg hunt and we want to hit the people within three miles of our church. So you're going to go in, you're going to set up all the details of that. You'll put some money behind it, whether it's $10, $200. It just depends on what your budget is for that. And then you can select the demographic of kids or people and then um, it will show up in people's feeds. So however much money you put behind that, it will show up in a scroll. And if you chose, let's say certain zip codes, okay. then th those people within that zip code will see your post. Now here's what blows me away because I have the mentality of bigger, better, badder is always the way to go. And you guys have had to retrain me. I'm like, hey, how much <laughs> do you want to, do you need 500 for this? You know, how much do you need to advertise this? And you're coming back with, could I have $50? Mm -hmm. Could Talk me through that boosting and budget because I think sometimes maybe other pastors are like me and, and thinking it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when we look back to 2019 and our advertising dollars, you were sharing some things with me before we launched this. Talk me through some of that of just what we've spent and, and the results we're seeing. Okay. Um, I was just looking at our Christmas posts. So we had put $300 behind our Christmas event with all the times and information. And we had uh, 6,000 people were reached based on that post alone. And Wait, then, what does reach mean? Meaning they saw it. It was okay. in their feed. They saw it somewhere. Okay. And then we had 120 people react to it, which means they commented, they liked it, they said they were coming. We had 108 people um, click on the link to our website to get more information about wow. our church. And then we had 20 people share it on their own personal Facebook pages. So, Okay. And that was for 300 bucks. Yeah. Compared to what you shared with me, what's the results of like a direct mail marketing? We don't know the budget for that, but what's the results of direct yeah. mail? I was looking at a business post and they were saying that out of 100 mailers, four people will keep those mailers and two people will actually follow through. So either maybe attend or make a phone call or check out a website. Right. And we're seeing over a hundred do that yeah. for three hundred bucks. And I'm gonna tell you, yeah. if you're if you're having to mail, print, market, mail, distribute, all that bulk mail, mm -hmm. you're spending a lot of money there. So to me it's it's a great tool. Now here's a question I want to know. Um, I think my generation is is kind of we're getting stuck in the Facebook world or maybe Twitter world, but Instagram is kind of the place for the younger. What's more popular and what would you recommend people do they do all three? What would you recommend and what's, what do you see as most popular? Well, for us, we do Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Facebook is popular with 35 and up generation. Um, I just read a statistic that they spend more than six hours a week on Facebook. Wow. Um, the younger generation, so 18 probably to 30-ish, are more on Instagram. 
So I think both are definitely beneficial. We typically will post what is on Facebook is on Instagram as well. Okay. So it's not creating a whole bunch of extra content. It's just kind of passing it around so you can see it. Okay, so I like to keep it practical. Um, can I, if I make one post, what post both or do I have to work both accounts? No, you can post both. Uh, Facebook has the tools where you can post something on Facebook to Instagram through the same thing. And then uh, Instagram does the same thing as well. So if you post it on Instagram, you can share it via Facebook. Okay. What are some do's and don'ts? Give us, give me those top three, four things that you would say, never do this, be sure you do that. What would be some do's and don'ts in this whole social media process? So for us, we get a ton of activity whenever we post photos. So if we okay. have an event or even just on a Sunday, I'll go around and take pictures of things that are happening, people greeting, kids in class, and we get tons of people responding to that. Um, I don't, I would say we have less activity on videos. And I just read, listened to a podcast last night, and they were saying videos are out in 2020. Okay. And photos are in. There you go. So. Fresh off the press. Videos <laughs> yeah. are done. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly. So that we get uh, less content, I think, because people have to have their volume on to hear, or they have to have the subtitles up to read it. And if it's beyond a certain time frame, they're not wanting to stay. So yep. they'll, they'll flick through it. In other words, they're scrolling fast. Yeah. And if it's something that's eye-catching, mm -hmm. now you do something that's cool and you have a, a source that you're grabbing some graphics and maybe putting our stuff on. Mm -hmm. Talk to me through that because you've always got something popping up graphic-wise, photo-wise. Yeah, there's a lot of different tools out there. So you can pay a monthly fee. Some of them are like $9 a month. Some of them go up to two or $300. But um, there's content that's already available for you and a lot of them have the Photoshop files. So if you don't like it, you can switch it out. But for example, like on a Sunday night, I'll sit down with the sermon notes and the sermon and I'll go through what I kind of want to pick and choose. Okay. And um, if there's a Bible verse that you used, I'll typically look at these social media outlets and see if they did it first. And if I don't like it, then I'll create my own. But it's a time saver to have it's already those done. tools. Yeah, it's already done, and I can just go ahead and post it. Like, what would that website be? Because people are going to email um, me. What's that website? <laughs> there's Sunday Social does one. Um, there is Pro Tools. Sunday Social. Pro Church Pro, Tools. Pro Church Tools. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's... A couple other ones. I know the U version, the Bible app, they have yep. some, and I don't believe it costs anything. I could be wrong on that. But, and then, um, so if I don't find something that I want, then I'll go through and look at, um, there's like photo sites that give you, photographers will give you free photos, and then I'll just okay. throw some text on that in Photoshop and things like that. Okay. What are the best and worst times to be posting, whether that's time of day, days of the week? What, what's, what's the flavor there? So when I first started, I looked at Facebook and their demographics for that. And so morning time and after, or like a late evening, so like around dinner time are the two best times. The worst time to post is around between two and three. And I think that's when people are picking up their kids, they're getting off of work and they're driving and they're not looking at their phones or they shouldn't be. And, <laughs> and uh, so once you're consistent with that for about a month, you can go into your own personal uh, Facebook page demographics and they'll show you. So I know that our people who follow us are most active between 5 and 6 a.m. So I try and... Really? Yeah, so I try and That's schedule those. That's not me. Those. I am not there <laughs> not between either. 5 and 6 a.m. It's not me either. But I will try and schedule those posts. And that's a great thing, a feature about Facebook is you can schedule stuff. I don't have to get up at 5 <laughs> to post something. I can just set a time for that. And I usually try and set it 
like uh, I'll do like 5.09 and I know that's kind of an odd time, but if you think about it, people will hit snooze and that's usually a five to eight minute window. Okay. And then they grab their phone and they're looking. So my goal is to be within the first one or two scrolls or swipes gotcha. of what you're doing. And so. Now, how do I set that up? If Is that just part of my feature when I'm making mm -hmm. a post? Where is that button at on the time frame? So if you're running a page, it's a creator studio and you'll just select that and it'll say schedule a post and you just create okay. your post and schedule it just like you normally well it's a regular post and then you just schedule when you want it how much is too much where's that balance of it's another rock family church post right. and like ah well so facebook is now doing something new where if you people are not responding to your content they're going to see it less so you want to have oh. quality over quantity because talk that out because if you have something that's engaging, they're going to respond to it. But if it's just something like if you're posting every like three hours, people are just going to be skipping through it. And so if they're not responding to your stuff, they're going to quit seeing it. So you want to make sure your content wow. is worth being viewed. Yeah, that's something a 2020. That's a new sort of feature that they're okay. doing, which is awesome. but it, and so it works in the opposite. If you have yeah. a, a catching post it's going to go up in the mm -hmm. news feed of people watching that. Mm -hmm. um, what do you, let's say, let's say a, a pastor, a church leader is going to get somebody to lead their, lead their social media endeavors. What are some do's and don'ts as far as subjects to avoid? Um, what's your recommendation that you would tell a pastor, here's what I would tell your social media person to do and not do? So I would say definitely stay away from politics because that's a heated heated conversation no matter who you bring it up with. Right. And um, stay away from your personal opinions because you could have a topic and if I don't agree with it, I don't need to be posting that because it's not my personal okay. page or opinion. And um, definitely stick with photos. It's a great thing to do. And... Uh, church content events are always a good thing to keep posting because it uh, creates a community within the people who are following you. Okay. Talk about um, interactive posts and why those are so important and what you uh, see happening there. And then you mentioned the event thing too. I know there's you'll post events and it's like, are you coming? Talk, mm -hmm. Educate us on that. Okay. Well, interactive posts are my favorite. I did, uh, so around Christmas time, I'll just ask a random one. It's like, what's your favorite Christmas song? And it gets people responding who may not typically respond to, do you have a prayer request or what's your sure. favorite Bible verse? And so, because it's something you don't have to think about, you're like, oh, I know my favorite Christmas song and you can just type it in. And what's fun is to see, you'll find other people who like the same song as you. People will share that post and then you're reaching people who may not comment on a church site ever, but now they're being engaged through something, just a random right. question. You're engaging them. Mm -hmm. And, and. I mean, a lot of them, just so you pastors understand, they're not spiritual. Mm -hmm. It's not a spiritual yeah. question. What's your favorite Bible verse? What's your favorite Bible character? Um, it's what's your favorite Christmas yeah. song? It's, I mean, Thanksgiving, I think you were doing dessert. Or yeah, favorite pie. Favorite pie like is a different yeah. thing. And here's what we're doing is we are, we're engaging people in our community and creating a rapport with them. And I would say I have found in our standing in our lobby, meeting people that are coming and going and first time guests, I would say, I don't know what you pastors are seeing, but the average first time guest when I, and I can identify them because they have our little guest bag thing. I'm like, Hey, you're a first time guest. That helps. That's a whole nother subject. But 
I'll say, how long you've been coming to rock? And, and uh, most of them will say, today's my first or second Sunday. And they will comment and they'll say, weeks as in plural. We've been watching you for several weeks, up to three to six months before they choose to come and engage on a personal level at a, at a service. So um, that's, that's the power of, of social media. Talk to me about Facebook Live, and, and we use that on Sunday mornings along with we have our live stream on our church website, but, but how do I set that up? Talk to, talk to me through that process. So Facebook Live, uh, it's kind of like scheduling posts. There's a time where you can schedule it and go live and stream your services. What's great about that is you can see people comment and they're like, hey, I'm watching from South Dakota or I'm yep. watching from a military base overseas. And it's really great to be able to see our community come together and who's liking it. And they can comment, they can ask for prayer and things like that. Um, if you have a volunteer who can kind of answer those questions, that's a great tool to have. Okay. I know we're working on that. Um, what would you say if I'm if someone is looking for that candidate? Who do they? I, I'm going to think we're, I'm going to look for someone younger in my church than someone older. What would a pastor look for if he's saying, "Okay, I'd like to ramp our our social media presence up"? Somebody doesn't necessarily have to be somebody younger, but somebody who's involved in the church and attends the church on a regular basis knows a lot about the community and what your church is involved in because you don't want somebody asking a question you're like uh i don't know that answer and sure. so it's somebody who's definitely informed and in what is going on um if people message all the time and they'll say like hey can i still do this and then that's when i'm like i'll get back to you as soon as i can find out and then you can kind of you have a freedom to do that but when it's live you need to know those answers otherwise they're just standing there waiting for you. I don't remember what our Facebook page says, but I've seen it recently um, and, and somewhere in a post. One of the things that's huge, though, what you just alluded to is answering the notifications. Mm -hmm. um, what time are your services? Um, our children? What about children? Those questions come mm -hmm. in. And, and I don't remember our number, but it was pretty high. It's, it gives like a response, response time. rate. Yeah, it's less than an hour we have response rate. So, and I always make sure, because I'll get a notification and I always make sure, let me find out, I'll get back to you as soon as possible, because that's a part of your response rate. So if someone, if you don't know the answer and you don't tell them that you don't, or you need to go find out, then they're waiting that whole time. So to have an yep. instant response rate is good, and then you can find out more information. That's good. And a lot of times I'll follow up and be like, hey, did you get contacted from so-and-so, or did you get the answer you were looking for? And okay. so that's really important too. So now I'm going to dive in. Uh, Lindsay is a uh, full-on mom. Yes. and two golden doodles and <laughs> and so forth um so she's not a full-time employee so if you're like oh if we only had a full-time employee um she has other responsibilities outside of the social media but if if we just said give me a breakdown like literally i may have to uncover some things here because like you're responding at weird hours mm -hmm. sometimes but what does your week look like on that social media platform you talked about sunday night you'll You'll program your post. And then the rest of the week, how often are you checking in? Are you receiving notifications? So you don't have to check, but you're mm -hmm. notified. How does that work in your personal life uh, with family and being a mom and wife and 
an employee? Yeah. Well, um, I typically will check because I know when I'm scheduling, the times are pretty consistent of when I know stuff is going to go out. So I'll try and check within the hour of when I knew okay. it was going to be posted just to see if people are commenting. I think it's important to go through and like people's comments or if they... Um, for example, if I did the interactive post, it's like, what's your favorite Christmas song? And then I'd be like, oh, that's a really good one. Like, I'll comment to make sure that they know that we're interacting too. Okay. And that their comment is valued. And so, um, and then notifications, I usually just see those when I check my own feed and I'll, I'll just look. And then that's when I respond. And that's usually within the hour of getting it. But um, evenings is when I do a lot of my interacting, responding yep. to messages and things like that. And then... I sit in the carpool lane and I'm on my phone and, you know, I'm answering questions and things like that. So okay, it doesn't take up a ton of time. Good. It's just something here and there. Kind of like when you're checking your own personal is when I'm checking sure. the churches as well. Um, how, how many posts, uh, I want to go back to where we were before. How many posts, what's your target for our Rock Family Church Facebook page? How many posts are you aiming at per day? So I typically try and do a morning post so I can be, we can be the first thing that you see when you wake up. Okay. And then I try and do something around dinner time. Now there's times where we have a lot going on. So we'll have lunchtime posts and things like that. Um, I just listened to a blog now and they're saying you should do a max of two to three posts a week. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so that's not what we do. But I think being a part of a church, it's important because not everyone is going to go to every event, but I think to sure. encourage people spiritually and to get them plugged into events, it also, there's groups in Facebook that you can become a community within our okay. church community. And I think it's really important to stay connected. Now, something we've kind of shifted in 19 <clears throat> that I think has helped us is the women had a Facebook page and, mm -hmm. and everyone had all these, and we kind of went, eh, eh, and we, we talk about that process mm -hmm. and what you've seen the effects or impact of that so really having all these different pages we were posting the same content on all pages and so it was like you're just getting it so when you're scrolling in your feed it's like well there's the women's event and then there's the men's event and then we're showing it on our page and so you're seeing it multiple times and people are going to start ignoring it so the important thing is groups is a huge thing and you can create a group within your facebook page so if you have young adults you have okay. moms of preschoolers you have men of rock you have all these different things and they can communicate to each other within that group so if you have 20 men and you say hey let's go play basketball this weekend just that group you can post and okay. just they see it versus the entire church seeing it okay cool all right i want to shift off the social media facebook instagram piece and something we've spent a lot of time in 2019 <laughs> working on is our Google reviews, mm -hmm. Yelp reviews. What other reviews are out there that are, are those are the two main ones? Those are pretty much the main ones, yeah. Um, and we were working on improving our score because I don't know about you guys, but when Kim and I were out running around one afternoon and, and it's like, hey, there's nothing at the house to eat. Let's stop and find something. And we're in a part of town and Kim will go restaurants. And we're always like, hey, let's try something new. And she's like, Ooh, this gets a this gets a three point two. Like she won't go somewhere that's not rated four mm -hmm. or higher out of out of a five stars. Um, talk me through what we kind of went through in twenty nineteen. Some processes we did that they can do to improve their Yelp scores, their Google scores, that whole response time thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's really important to, if people are having a good experience, to share that. I know a lot of times, me personally, if I have a bad one, that's the one I'm typically reviewing. And so it's important as your church community that if you love something about your church or you know people do, say, hey, make sure you write us a review on that or um, comment on this because Facebook has reviews as well. And so, um, and people are going to check that out and they're going to, like you said, with Kim in the restaurant, you're not going to want to go there if they've got bad reviews. And so I think staying on top of things, you can post events and things like that within your Google reviews and Yelp and stuff like that. So it keeps things current. So if your church is having, like we do summer movie nights. So if you add that to one of your reviews, it'll say like upcoming events and things like that. And it will help draw people in to what's happening in your community. Uh, a key piece that we learned in this process was those negative, I mean, some, I, I don't know if you guys had them, but I mean, they're saying things that we said that we said that I, I can play the tape. It's never been said, you know, and so, but people are kind of drilling down negative. One of the things we learned is it's crucial to respond mm-hmm. to all of those reviews and not defensively. Thank you for your input. I'm sorry that happened. Um, throwing out a generic um response how would you mm-hmm. say because you've you've owned a lot of those responses yeah um i think people a lot of times just want to be heard so just saying you know thank you so much we'll take your feedback into consideration that kind of thing because then they know they've been heard and whether it's something you can actually make a difference on i mean it's always good to get feedback good and bad because then it shows you what you need to change and what you need to work on and uh again it helps people to be heard and responding i think validates their Yep. Comment. Now, to raise the bar, I actually went to our core members, uh, not on a Sunday, but but in emails and, and in our small groups and different things, and said, hey, guys, there's some people written some gnarly things about mm-hmm. us. And to move that, I, I forget, I, I ran the numbers once, to move it uh, a point, point, from a 4.3 to a 4.6 and the number of we had over a hundred and some reviews it was going to take i think it, i talked to brent's her husband i talked to brent and i said we're going to need 80 positive reviews mm-hmm. to get this up over a 4.6 and so we just asked our church and said would you please consider going on these outlets and and writing a review if you so desire but that'll help us and uh, where's that bar at? I forget. Somebody told us. I thought it was like anything above a four yeah. point something. I want to say we're like 4.3, 4.4, something like that. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that. Of course, I want a five, but right? it'll take a while for us to get there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, Lindsay, give us your email. This could be dangerous. <laughs> give us your email. And uh, if you have questions and would like to uh, just shoot Lindsay an email, um, she would be glad to maybe help give you guys some direction and input. Sure. It's Buena. that's B-U-E-N-A, at rockfamilychurch.com. Okay. So, and if you have any questions for any of our departments, it's always our first initial, L for Lindsay, Buena, uh, D-H-A-W-K, last name. That's the way all of our emails run, and it literally goes to us. Mm -hmm. They're not dummy emails that somebody else filters. So, hey, thanks so much. I hope your 2020 social media outlet 
uh, goes amazing for you. God bless you guys. Please check out uh, DeanHawk.com. I've got some new sermon series that are continuing to be uploaded. We just finished the worship series at the end of 19, more than a song. And if it's not up by the time you hear, see, listen, or watch this, it'll be up within a couple days. Bless you guys. See you next month. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.